Hey everybody, I need you to know this is not an investment advice podcast, okay? The host goal is simply to unravel some of the mystery of what the stock market is and how it works, but not how to invest in it, all right? Now that being said, enjoy the show. Well, as my mother used to say, invest like no one's watching. To the paper jam. Yeah, let's do the paper jam. To the paper jam. Nothing's real, the money's fake. To the paper jam. I said to the paper jam. To the paper jam, oh baby, to the paper jam. Welcome to the Paper Jam Podcast, where every week we use a paper trading platform to randomly move our fake money from one stock, you guessed it everybody, to the next one. Though the money is fake, our emotions are still very real. My name is Mike Morrissey, and I'm here with my handsome, charming co-host, Kenny Ken Gray. Hey, Mike. How's it going? Ken, I'm doing fantastic. This is a very light week of you and I chatting and I'm just excited to to see you bud did you get a haircut I did get a haircut thank you for noticing of course are, now when you get a haircut are you uh, uh, like well, well first of all uh you, you said thank you for noticing like are, do you really feel like immense joy or flattery when somebody notices that you got a haircut I think it's a nice thing I think it means that um the haircut looks good. I don't think people generally. It's oh, this like was not a compliment, a new, Ken. By the oh, way. Oh come on! I I totally forgot. That's an old. That's an old gag we used to do. Hey, hey, someone got a haircut. Oh, thanks. I got a little. Inside. Not a compliment. Oh, oh yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> but I'm sorry. Can, yeah. No. Continue. Uh, continue. Huh? Uh huh. Huh? I'm sorry. Zoom Zoom delays, huh? Zoom delays. Anyway. Edit this out. Edit this Edit this out. We barely edit these episodes. Okay. But so the flattery Uh, of you said when someone says, Hey, did you get a haircut? You're saying, you know, what they they would only say something if it looked good, right? Correct. In the same way that um, you know, when someone goes, Oh, new shirt, it means that there's something nice about it. Usually, unless they're being a total asshole. Yeah. Um, it's usually a compliment. But um, haircuts, I don't know about for you, haircuts for me have been a source of anxiety. Oh, yeah. Um, because I don't go to the same person every time. I go to the same establishment, which is Floyd's, uh, which is a place Ooh, that was... Uh, Ken, I got oh, my haircut like, at what? Floyd's the first time <laughs> four months ago, and I hated it. Really? Worst oh, experience. Okay. One of one of next to Jamari's in Nashua. Uh very cheap, <laughs> very bad haircut. Uh I, I Ken, I don't want to shit on your on your go-to barber. I, I had a very bad experience. Tell me about it. My barber I just don't want him to listen to this. I, I love the idea. I don't. I, <laughs> I if love, he is, if he is, I welcome. We actually uh, did, we're, we're getting a decent amount of listeners, but I, just the idea of someone being like, I, I want to talk about this, but I don't want them to listen. Of just someone who probably has no clue that this thing fucking exists. But my bar. Can I give you a quick, a quick, a quick sidetrack? Give, uh, give it to me, baby. My, my friend Will went to a barber, and they were talking. And the guy said, so what are you doing? Will said, oh, you know, I edit audio for podcasts. I do a little bit of this. He goes, oh, me and my friend have a podcast. And Will was like, oh, here we go. And it's like, what's it about? And the guy went, yeah, just sort of me and my boy is talking about life. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Well, it was like, okay. Oh man, it's NPR. Anyways, I'm so sorry it's, to No. Um I, I do it, I do love and there's sometimes where it's just like, um I've seen I've heard people be like, Oh, I've got a podcast and I'm like I, I, like I almost kinda wanna hear this just to hear it. They're like, What's the podcast? They're like, it's actually I don't know. You don't gotta listen. <laughs> like, what's going on here? <laughs> but I love me and my buddy talking about life. And that's what this show is, Ken. Um, but anyway, back to our important show. So in my life the other day, I was getting a haircut a few months ago and the guy was just like, uh, you know, I moved here a little while ago and like, 
I, I saw Flo from Progressive on the street in California the other day. Crazy, right? And he's like buzzing my hair. And I was just like, please. Like, you know the feeling when you're getting a haircut and someone just fucks something up instantly and you're like, oh shit, this is going to be way shorter than I wanted it. And then he's talking about God knows what, but he's having a blast cutting my hair so horribly. And I keep like quietly being like I keep getting quieter and quieter like to be like let's stop talking so you can focus on this haircut because you are really biffing it from the (laughs) get-go and it was just it I came out looking like a looking like a fool there's no worse you have you don't look like a fool. You are wearing a hat. No, this was is months this ago, Kenny. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. This oh, is... your first haircut. Right, right. I'm, I'm sorry. When I lived yeah. in when um, I lived in Silver Lake, the Floyd ninety nine, uh, I was nearly across the street from my house, and I got a cut, and I was just like, oh my god. There, there's uh, the boy. There's a boy meets world quote where I remember he was like, you know, when you're a guy and you get a haircut, you go in and it looks awful when you come out. And then a couple weeks goes by and a couple more weeks go by and then it looks really, really good for like a day. And then the next day, it's time to get a haircut again. And I'm just like, oh my God, that is like genuinely somewhat how I feel. But so you're going into Floyd 99 and you're getting those, you're getting the trim. You go different barber every time. Well, yeah. So I think a lot of the anxiety that I have around haircuts is that I never knew what to say uh, yeah. to do besides like, uh, I want the sides to be shorter, like over my ear and then a little off the top. Right. And that was, that was vague. And there were a couple times of Floyd's, I went back to the same person, but I think Floyd's is, it seems to me like Floyd's is a place where people put in hours to get something on their resume. Doesn't it seem that way? Doesn't it seem like it's always a changing rotation of people coming through there. <laughs> I, you don't go to Floyd's a lot. No, no, no. I've Kenny, Kenny that, like, I, I went, I've been four or five times. And let me tell you, when I oh, went okay. to, uh, this is such a fucking interesting thing of like men's haircuts of I've gone, I've, I'm really doing the work of like, I've gone everywhere. I like, I, I'm similar to you. Like I do something different every time. I used to go to an Armenian barber right next to my house, $14 mm-hmm. haircut. Good enough. But I was like, you know, for $14, this is a good deal. Then I would go to another barber shop. Great haircut. Great experience. $60. And I was like, Oh, so like, I do like the hair. That's the line for me right there. Exactly. But like, do I spend an extra 40 bucks to look a little better for like, ah, uh, and some day, some days I was like, you look good. You feel good. It's worth it. Let's go. And some days I was like, no, then I moved. And then I went to Floyd 99, $40 haircut, terrible mm-hmm. experience. So I was like, uh, $40. It was something like that. Oh, with, it's $25 in Boston. It was 25. It was probably 25, 30, but then with, uh, then I t- had to tip and stuff like that. It was probably like 40. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Then, um, I don't want to shit on them, but friend of the pod, Hayden Harrow was like, no, 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 no. You got to go to my guy or my girl at Southpaw, this like really nice barbershop. And I go to this nice barbershop and this girl cuts my hair. This is not Hayden's barber. It was my, it was just, just this lady. And I'm talking to her. I'm telling her the same story about Floyd 99. She goes, let me tell you about Floyd 99. It's supercuts. It's it's a nicer it version is, yeah. of supercuts. It's a chain. This is like where you go to just like whatever. And they're they're taking a cut and da 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 da. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And she's cutting my hair. And I'm having a great experience. And I was like, this Southpaw, this is great. And she goes, all right, and that'll be eighty dollars. And I was like, fuck, god damn it. <laughs> now I can't come back here back either. Floyd's for me. <laughs> so I'm going. I guess next up is Jamari's in Nashua because I can't. I'm, I need a haircut soon, and I can't do that ten dollar haircut. I, I I don't know what to Jeez. do, Ken. But so you, but you like Floyd ninety. Well, what do you think? Do you like Floyd ninety nine? It gets. You're saying it gets the job done for you, right? That like two dollars. Well, haircut. here's the game. Here's the game changer. Hit me, baby. Was that for the longest time? I think the reason men's haircuts are most difficult is because one. There's this idea that uh, men's haircuts aren't the most difficult. Here's why men are difficult about yeah. haircuts. <laughs> there you uh, go, Ken. <laughs> um, uh, one, <laughs> there's, it's usually perceived that there's not a lot of hair to get rid of. 
So it's like, I'm not going to pay a lot of money. What are they doing? Just trimming around? Yeah. Two, I feel like most men have no idea what to tell the person cutting their hair. Yeah. And a game changer for me has been during the lockdown, I wanted to try, a friend of mine was like, you have the same type of hair that I do. And I cut my own hair. And I was like, oh, really? And so he's like, just get a, just get like a, you know, a razor, an electric razor. So I bought an electric razor and I saw that razors and I knew, I knew this was a thing, have numbers on them. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was, I was with my girlfriend trying to cut my own hair and I was like, oh, I really like this length on the side of my head and the back of my head. And I like this length that I like measured the length of like my bangs. Yeah. And now, no matter where I go, I do like, I want a quarter inch on the sides and like, just like, I'm able to give them like exact measurements and exactly yeah, the yeah, tools yeah, to yeah. use. And so now there's like, it used to be like, I don't know. Uh, and then I used to bring Make me picture, look like Ashton like, Kutcher. <laughs> I felt so weird showing a picture of myself to the barber. Like, you uh, make me look like this yeah. again. <laughs> again. <laughs> a picture so of you that, at like your eighth grade graduation. Oh my god! But I've done that so too. Now the, the picture, only, yeah. The but the only variable now I have is what they do with the top of my hair. If you listeners, if you want to see my Instagram at Kenny, <laughs> see what see what see what hair I'm you talking about. You got a good cut. Um, I've removed the margin. The margin. I've not. I removed a lot of risk. The margin of error has gone down. Floyd still still a roll the dice, but I now have the language. Yeah. Uh, I learned the words and way to be Ken. I I was going to bring that up and I'm, um, we'll we'll get to the show in a second, but this is, this is important stuff. My, my, my wonderful girlfriend, Amanda's, uh, sister and her mother are both, uh, hairdressers and they know a lot about hair. Um, and her, uh, her sister's boyfriend, Javi, who's great is also a barber. And he's like, he's started cutting hair a couple years ago and he cut my hair. And I was like, yeah, I, I was like, can I ask you a question before you cut my hair? Like I usually go in there and I'm like, can I get like a, a fade from a two to a four on the sides and like an inch off the top? Um, but I was like, I'm thinking about doing like a fade from a two to a three on the sides, but that's such a minuscule thing. Like, should I be embarrassed to ask that? And he was like, ask for, ask me for exactly what you want. Like, that's just going to help me. And I was like, yeah, you're right. And it gave me the confidence of like, <laughs> of just go in there. Like you said, Ken, you knowing the numbers is a really good thing. And just going in there and being able to say like, this is exactly what I want. And don't be shy about the pictures, guys. Bring in the pictures. Last thing I'm going to talk about. I promise we're, we're, uh-huh. we'll move on. No, no, no. Bo, this is Bo Burnham talk, is trending right now, Kenny. And you sure used is. to have a haircut somewhat, somewhat, somewhat similar to his. And you, you used to, you still kind of do, but you used to really look a lot like Bo Burnham. How are you feeling about the Bo Burnham resurgence as somebody who has a similar skill set? You're a really great comedy writer and and musician and comedy musician. How are you, are you feeling about this? Do you still associate with Bo Burnham the way I associate him with you? Uh, yeah, I, I, so I, I've always loved Bo Burnham. I think I fell off of the train. I think like many people did. He also stopped performing at a certain yeah, for point. Yeah, like six years um, or something, right? But yeah, no, uh, I was talking to my girlfriend about this and that I look like Bo Burnham, but I have a different nose. Yes. We have like the same <laughs> face shape and hair. Yeah. Um, I'm also, I'm also fatter than Bo Burnham, <laughs> but if I was, if I was, if I shot up another six inches and like was way thinner, I think I would look, I think I would go back to looking very much like Bo Burnham. But yeah. when I was 18, I looked almost identical to Bo Burnham. Yeah. It was, it was, it was, when you, you, when you were like, used to be like stick thin and, and like, you, you looked a lot like him and Ken, you're thin now. I don't, I don't appreciate the F word you just threw around. You're a handsome guy. You look (laughs) fucking great. Anyway, keep going. Keep moving on. Me keep moving on. So what a little body Uh, positivity. You're beautiful. Oh, thank you, Michael. So are you. Um, It was to the point where I saw when his tour poster for his album came out in like 2010. Yeah. I stopped and I stopped because I thought it was a picture of me in the distance. (laughs) Am I playing at Madison Square Garden this weekend? Did someone forget to tell me? Um, But I love it. I think it's, I think um, there's, there's the two pieces of 
the creative person, which is there's the one of being like, oh, I'm jealous of Bo. I wish you could be like him. But then there's the other piece of me that's like, you know what? Like the music comedy guy, there's not a ton of us out there. And like, exactly. yeah, we're mostly all white musical theater guys, but we got to stick together. We got to, we got to, <laughs> these, these New England musical theater guys who can sit behind a piano and play a little tune. We got to stick together. I love it. I think what was nicest about the Bo Burnham thing is that how many people reached out to me and said, I thought of you while watching this. Oh, really? And it was kind of nice as opposed to like when I was younger, I would have been like taken that as some sort of like, oh, because of the things I make and the things I do. And then now it's more of like a nice like, oh, I still have friends and they think of me because of all the fun, silly things I did with music and comedy yeah. have left a bit of an imprint on people. So it was really, it was kind of a really nice uh, reconnection. A lot of like a friend of the pod, Caitlin Donahue reached out. Oh, you nice. Know, friend Caleb reached out. A lot of people, you know, um, were just were like, hey, I thought of you while watching this. So it was nice. Uh, shameless plug, listen to Kenny Gray's America, the album. It's a great... <laughs> I don't know if that's what you would ever want me to plug, but that's one of the funniest things sure. I think you put. But Kenny did a Kenny came to me one day and he was like, I gotta tell you, I'm almost done with this thing I've been working on for a while. It's called America the Album, and there are fifty songs, one for every state, and they're like probably like forty seconds long and they're so fucking funny. And Kenny put them online and he's he found that People really liked it, but everybody hated the one for their state being like, you've clearly never so been true. to Alaska. He's like, yeah, that's the point. I read, <laughs> I read a Wikipedia paragraph and wrote a song about that. Um, anyway, so Ken, you, you're, you, you, yeah, you clearly got a great uh, album out that you wrote and you clearly looked like Bo Burnham, but what the heck is this show about? That's what we really fucking want to know. Well, Michael, like you said at the top, we started with $10,000 of fake money on a paper trading platform. And every single week, we randomly move our money from one stock to the next. And uh, this week, our money has moved from Johnson & Johnson to Uber. 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 Um, exciting week, for sure. I want to express very exciting. Like, very exciting week to go into Uber um, because Uber is such an interesting, such an interesting company that we're all extremely familiar with, um, or at least, hey, at least I am. Um, yeah, but we put our money into Uber this week, and I'm really excited to get into it and kind of talk to you about what happened. But before I start explaining to the listener, because some people can't, some people might be Lyft people, some people have never maybe even heard the word Uber before. Um, what is your experience with Uber? When I say that word, what, what comes to mind? Well, the first thing that comes to mind uh, of Uber, given the past, <laughs> the, given 2016, 2020, was that there was uh, a general boycott of Uber. Yes. And people started using Lyft a lot more. I don't know how that affected them financially, um, but that's what I remember. But to go back to my first memories of Uber, Uber was the very first I don't know if they were the first ride-sharing service or mm -hmm. ride, what do you, whatever you call that, Lyft service. Um, but I remember when Uber first came out because I had a friend uh, in college. He was European, and so he would take me to, to these clubs with these European kids That's who dense. were like, who are like, like, let's get bottles, let's get tables, you know that whole vibe. And so they used to use Ubers to get to and from these clubs that they were going to. And I got in one and I remember at that time, Uber was only black cars. Yes, I do remember that. I don't know if you remember that. And it was expensive. Yeah. And I was like, uh, why would you do this? This was like, I felt that it was like a cool little treat, right? Like it was like, oh, this is kind of like you feel classy. Yeah. Um, I also have, I have a memory very specifically of the, the first time I ever took an Uber, uh, we were waiting in line for a club and some, and we had like a bottle. Uh, we had like, someone had brought with them <laughs> like a bottle of Grey Goose <laughs> and we were drinking it in the line. Not a big bottle, but like Jesus a small Christ. one. <laughs> and dumb. I mean, we were 21, like dumb, newly going to bar shit. And I remember someone being like, what do we do with the bottle? Not thinking about it. Like you can't bring this bottle in the yeah, club. Yeah. And I just took it and I chucked it down an alleyway Jesus as far Christ. as I could. And, I, and then I turned and I said, that's how broken bottles get to be in alleyways. Oh my God. <laughs> so uh, that's the kind of vibe that was going oh, on man. then. 
I love how I love there, how responsible you you are at this point in our lives, but I do remember just a lot. I have a lot of memories of you just doing irrationally like wild things and being like, "Oh Jesus Christ, I was having fun, but this is nuts." I grew up as a very good boy, and then around nineteen to twenty-two, I lost my mind. I remember that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fun stuff while it was happening, but then, then after a while, you're like, you were like, hey, uh, I, I, I gotta get some stuff together. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, so you threw a glass bottle into an alley and said, that's how glass bottles are made, or broken no, broken said, bottles like, are made. I, Right. I was like, you know how there's always broken bottles in alleys? I'm just adding to the collection. It's kind of the, it's very similar to the logic that (laughs) I feel like uh, a few of our friends were into being like, no, dude, like, (laughs) yeah, this is how you're supposed, like, you're supposed to put pizza on the ground. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, But Uber then, Uber then became cheaper. They started introducing pools. Apparently, Uber pool was created uh, based off watching how people used uber at boston university because boston university is one uh is a college that's on one long street so it's like it spans this whole street and so students used to call ubers to get from one end of campus to the other and they would share it and so they were like oh we should create so then they started creating uber they tested uber pool at boston university to be like dropping kids off at classes um which is Pretty crazy because there's also a public, there's literally a train right in front of them, but that train yeah. sucks. Well, what I thought that is really interesting because I remember, first of all, we'll get into it in a minute, but you introduced me to Uber because I, I did. I remember like Boston was such, like, again, I will disclose in a moment that Uber started uh, in San Francisco, but Boston was like very ahead of the curve because you were in college. And I went to school in Hartford, Connecticut. Uh, And when I was in college, like Connecticut was behind the times. It's like it was not a city big enough that there was like this robust uh, supply of Ubers. Um, And like that. So you really showed me what it was. I learned. I thought it was a Boston thing when I first started using it. Um, But that's really interesting how they how they like expanded in Boston and like how it seems like that was probably like kind of some of the upbringing with it. It must have been because if you think about other cities like Los Angeles and New York have their own giant taxi infrastructure that was really resistant, especially New York. Yeah, yeah. New York, I think, still is sort of. um, It's almost like hard to get rid of it. Um, but yeah, I think Boston, I was introduced to it because these, uh, this was a time in my life where these kids were going to clubs and that was like the transportation system at Boston, like shuts down pretty much at night. So if you're like, it's after 1130, you couldn't like really get anywhere. And the taxis weren't great. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's so, and then Uber, Uber became just part of, it became, it became like Band-Aid. It became like Google. It became a word. It became a verb. Let's Uber to... And then, and yeah, and then Lyft came out and people were like, should we lift too? And then it's like, let's just say, let's take a lift. It is, it is weirdly fucking pink mustaches on the cars. You remember that? Oh my fucking God. Yes. That's, that's a, such a funny thing of like old marketing schemes that it's just like, what the hell were you guys doing? And it still is kind of a thing. It's like lift pink. Right. And you're like, Yeah pink mustache like you had to put the glowing pink mustache on the car it was a way to stand out but i i yeah lyft also sucks but we'll get we'll get into that they, i, I kind of think they Mike, also- what, what what's what's your experience with uber because you've lived in two major metropolitan cities so i feel like you might have different experience especially living in new york i remember uber i think had a totally different vibe in new york it did because um yeah, the the Uber system in New York and stuff like that. And I guess I was there when it was not newer, but like when we were in college, I, I like I didn't have Uber for almost all of college. I think in senior year, like because like people I remember I used to have to drive my older friends to the bar and stuff like that. Or if you went downtown, like you needed someone to drive you. Uber would have been fucking awesome to have when I was in school. But in New York, it was um, it was good. Um, you know, those, those, uh, those taxis are never really going to go away. I don't think, but 
Dude, I used to do an Uber pool. Like, to, it, it was the thing that sucks in New York is that, like, you could take the train or take the bus, and it would take, like, an hour to get somewhere. Specifically, like, I used to live in Brooklyn, and Astoria, Queens is right above Brooklyn. And it was oh a 14-minute drive or an hour and 25-minute train. And a lot of my friends live there, so I would be like, <clears throat> I'd go out and get really drunk and be like, okay, time to go home. Do I want to be in my bed in 15 minutes for $65, or do I want to spend $2 on the train, and I guess I'm sleeping on the floor of the train, because it's 1 o'clock in the morning, and it's like... so. It was interesting Ugh. because it's New York. It's like not that big. So taking a car, you get somewhere really quick, but it started getting really expensive. I also used to do Uber pools to work in the morning if I was running really late because I was like, well, in Uber pool, you're paying for way less. And sometimes there's like nobody in the car. So you're just getting a really cheap Uber. But then I just started me in this, this very, she was nice, but this like very random girl that I worked with every morning, like I would just see if I was having a shitty morning and I was like, I need to take a cab to work. She would be in the Uber pool to a point where I was like, running really fucking late and I would get an Uber pool and she would text me and be like, Hey, uh, I'm in the Uber pool. And, uh, the guy's getting frustrated that you're taking so long to get outside. And I was like, Oh Jesus Christ. So I, Oh my God. Yeah. But Uber has been a very big part of my life. Well, why don't I, and I have a, I have a couple questions for you, Ken, but why don't I start by telling you a little about, Oh, do you have any other thoughts on like what you think Uber is? You were talking about your experience with Uber, but like, what do you, when you think of the company of Uber, what do you think? Oh yeah. So Uber is a software company. Like okay. Uber doesn't like, so this is what I remember. Uber was, Uber was a wet dream for business <laughs> professors. Yes. At the, especially this one teacher, the very first teacher, I took this class in economics. It's like the crash. It's this classy. It was the first class you take in this program I did. And the teacher said, and I quote, <laughs> Uber is going to dominate the market. That's what they're going to do. This and is happening. They're going to dominate the market. They're going to replace it. They're going to have autonomous vehicles. And then what they should do, what they should do is raise prices. When is like autonomous vehicles come out? He was saying this is, he was said they should have, a, they should create a monopoly and then raise prices because they control the market. Jesus fucking Christ. That's not, that is like literally what the government is, tries to prevent people from doing. But he was like, that's, that's their imperative. Yeah. They completely, they eat the entire market. They, and then, and then they're able to control and they start raising prices and the company becomes strong. And I remember <laughs> just being like, no, yeah. no, that's not what they should do. But it's what they're going to do. It's what they're, I mean, he they seemed excited strong. about it. Like, he seemed excited from it from an economic perspective of like this new company comes in the market, changes it, owns it, yeah. and then goes and like blows up in like a cool way. But I was like, but like in a human way, that sucks ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't want that to happen. No, and it is, and I just imagine your economics professor coming in being like, Uber, this is a wet dream for me, actually, <laughs> and all economics professors. Let me explain. Well, Ken, let me give let me give a little context because there this description of this company, similar to the company itself, is fat. So buckle up because I'm gonna give you a little bit of I'm gonna give you a little bit of insight if you if you think you're ready for it. <clears throat> oh yeah, Uber Technologies Incorporated. The ticker is Uber. Uh, Uber Technology Inc operates as a technical as, as a technology platform for people and things mobility. The firm offers multimodal people transportation, restaurant food delivery and connecting and connecting freight carriers and shippers. It operates through the following segments: rides, eats, freight and other bets and ATG and other technology programs. The ride segment refers to the product uh, that connects consumers with rides drivers who provide rides with a variety of vehicles such as cars, auto rickshaws, motorbikes, minibuses, or taxis. So first of all, I'm going to pause really there because that's a, it's a big chunk. So that that's Uber. That's what we know. Um, I, I'm a little confused about um, what's a rickshaw? Do you know? Uh, I believe a rickshaw is the... the I, 
it's the it's the it's the it's the carriage on the back of like a motorcycle. Jesus, you'll see it's pretty traditional. Per, tr- pretty traditional to like it's hard like to describe. Like a sidecar. It's like no, 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 no. It's like, it's I, they're very common in Asia. Of like uh, it's the it's like you get in like uh, the back of like a little, you know, it's it's like um uh the fucking in Boston the oh my god what were they called where you're there's a guy in a bicycle oh and he's he's got. The, He's got a carriage behind him. Yeah, I, I forget what those are called. Pedicab, pedicab, ped, something like that. Yeah, they have it's them like in that. New York too. Yeah, it's like a little cart. Interesting. But I think it's probably referring to what's um, what they have in places that have rickshaws. Same way that in I saw that in Paris when I was there in college, uh, you could get a motorcycle uh, for. From like Uber, or you could just like yeah, really you could like get on the back of Jesus someone's motorcycle. Christ. <laughs> Just hugging somebody's waist. How the fuck is that not a liability issue? Anyway, interesting. So that's the ride segment. <clears throat> the eats segment allows consumers to search for and discover local restaurants. That's a funny way to put it. Search for and discover local restaurants, order a meal, and either pick up at the restaurant or have the meal delivered. I always thought that was interesting when Uber Eats was like, do you want to just order through us and then you can go pick it up for an extra $9? I'm like, you fucking (laughs) assholes. Um, The freight segment. Uh, leverages pro- uh, proprietary technology, brand awareness, and experience uh, revolutionizing industries to connect carriers with shippers on its platform and giving and gives carriers upfront transparent pricing and the ability to book a shipment. The other bets segments consist of multiple investment stage offerings. <clears throat> um, I, so I believe that's <clears throat> that's the software and that's they're, they're doing some kind of like shipping uh, and things like that. The eight they own ships. That's the thing. I believe so. Like they have freights and stuff like that, so that you can do delivery. I mean, essentially, it looks like they're like almost like a one-stop shop transportation corporation. You know what I mean? I would, yeah, I would imagine they probably don't own ships because ships. It's like if they if it's like their other things, they probably work with ships to book space on their ships. Yeah, I'm I'm sure they don't own. They don't. They're because they don't own anything. Yeah, that's the thing, and that's that's. We'll get into that in a minute. Um, of <clears throat> all of their, all of their, yeah, like that. They don't own any cars. All of their drivers and their uh, shipping people are all independent contractors using the platform of Uber, getting things, getting transportation to folks in need, whatever that may mean. Um, the ATG and other technology program segment primarily responsible for the development and commercialization of autonomous vehicle and ride sharing technologies, as well as Uber Elevate. Um, I should have looked that up because I don't know what it is. I'll look it up in a second. Um, it was founded in 2009. The headquarters is in San Francisco, California. Uh, you know, I lost my heart in San Francisco once, Ken. You did? Yes, laugh at that good joke, Ken. That's a song by uh, <laughs> uh, the list name for Uber is uh, for uh, the list name for uh, Uber is Uber Technologies Incorporated. So there was a lot there, but this, as you said, and as your economics professor said, this was a revolutionary idea of hiring independent mm-hmm. contractors to do to outsource this work for people in need and it turns out that there are a shitload of people in need like a shitload of people mm-hmm. who needed these rides especially we taught one of the biggest arguments that comes up is prop 22 i don't think it was a big thing in uh in i don't know anywhere else but Prop 22 was a was a, a bill that was or a proposition that was out in California of people saying that they wanted to insist that they wanted to make it so ride sharing apps like Uber and Lyft and DoorDash and things like that were hiring their employees, not making them independent contractors, but uh, giving them like good pay, health benefits and things like that. And it was a big thing because Uber essentially said this business model does not work with us hiring a shit, a fucking shitload of hourly employees and providing health benefits. The reason that this works is we're hiring independent contractors who own their own vehicles to do rides when they want to. Uh, and yeah, the pay is not great. The pay is what it is. 
Um, but that's how this whole fucking business model works. If they're now buying cars and, and paying and putting employees on payroll, the whole thing would not fucking work because you wouldn't get that flexibility. You wouldn't have, it, 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 just the company wouldn't be profitable. Yeah, it's, man, that's the, that's the, that's the real pickle we're in with all of those apps, right? The gig yeah. economy in general. Um, I, I think the thing that makes it insidious to me is that, that one, that, that it's like a comp, exactly what you're saying. It's this complex thing of like, it doesn't work. And then the response is like, well, figure it out because you mm -hmm. have the market dominance, right? Like if you, if you figure it out, like, you know, it, it's kind of a, and they're like, sort of an ethical but we don't, question. It is an ethical question because they're like, well, you, it's your job to figure it out. They're like, we don't want to figure it out. Uh, like we want to do right. what we've been fucking doing. <clears throat> and then in California it was a really huge conversation because we were like, should we just boycott this? Should we stop doing it? But you know, one argument was when you think about the amount of like drunk drivers that have been spared from someone going out and drinking and being able to take an Uber home, can we go back now that we, it's similar to what one day will be the autonomous vehicle conversation, but it's just like, yeah, this thing is not super ethical, but like, could we go back to not having this? I think we're fucking addicted to it at this point. It'd be like, if you wanted to get rid it's, of Google, it's so hard. It's like, it, especially in, I didn't think about in California. Drunk driving must be an issue. It's because, huge. Yeah. Cause um, lots of fucking people on the tons of people on the road, huge city. You got to drive far away. And like lots of people, like it, it it's very wild. I don't uh, I wonder to it's the the thing that I was saying before the reason that makes it insidious and you just mentioned it um is that their ideal is to remove people so there I think a part of their incentive for not really figuring it out is that eventually they're just going to replace all of their drivers with autonomous vehicles. A hundred percent. I guarantee that that's a thing. Exactly. And they're like, we can't, how, I mean, how many fucking Uber drivers do you think are honestly on the platform? Millions, right? It has to be. I it mean, be. I, and plus like there's people who like get on it for the weekend. Like, uh, I mean, it's just, I can't, it, it's huge. I, I think, however, I think they've suffered a pretty extreme dip in COVID very um uh at least i don't know how that affected their business because like airlines um people people can be like well it's uh you know act of god or whatever like it's not really the business's fault yeah um, and i'm sure they have enough money oh it's to, never the business's <laughs> fault ken it's never the you business's business fault will fuck you just always are standing up for the big fat corporate fucking business but <laughs> no <laughs> Kenny stop it <laughs> Businesses are my friend No <laughs> Yes But no you are right I, I didn't even really think about that If They're like we are definitely not about to fucking hire Millions of employees around the world While we're just waiting with our fucking finger up our ass For the autonomous vehicles to come <laughs> in And for people to just start getting Ubers In our autonomous vehicles You have an autonomous vehicle Rent it out while you're at work We'll pay you, your car is going to pay for itself. You go to work, mm -hmm. have drop you off, have it pick up some people, do some stuff like that, and then we're done. It, it's a, it's going to be a very, very, very interesting. It, Uber is one of those companies. It's going to be very, very interesting to just fucking see how this plays out over the years. Like, because autonomous vehicles are going to be crazy, and and it's going to do a lot of damage probably for gig workers of people who like. I don't know. It, it's. It's really interesting. Um, and Uber Elevate, which I just looked up. Did you look up Uber Elevate? I did not look it up, but I did see the picture of the rickshaw that you sent me in the chat. Very funny. <laughs> um, Uber Elevate is, uh, I believe, is what they're going to do with planes or like like oh, like that you can or like or like hovercrafts or like helicopters. Jesus Christ! It's just like an in development thing, right? I think they're aren't I think they're experimenting with it. Someone's experimenting with it in Dubai. Yeah. Those like hovercrafts. Jesus. I've seen I've I've heard tell. I've not seen the hovercrafts. I'm I'm looking they're it coming, up. Michael. I, 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 I I'm looking you. it up because I really need to see. See, I don't like hovercrafts. It's kind of like the um hoverboard it's like it's the hovercraft it's a it's a raft on the water i'm like no it's don't do that <laughs> don't fucking do that wow is this real <laughs> holy shit 
Some of these look too good to be true, and some of these look just enough to be true. Of just like this thing's barely fucking moving. It looks like a like bumper car. They're all. This is a picture from Star Wars. I, I don't know, um, <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah. Also, I remember Uber Chop. Do you remember that was a thing for me? Like, I would. I, no. I told you about it. It was like Uber Chop was like you could rent out rides from helicopters. It's like I would almost want to drop six six thousand dollars for a ten minute trip to just be at your apartment and be like, <laughs> "I'll see you later, Ken." <laughs> and then toss me down a ladder. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that was insane. <laughs> um, well, Ken, we gotta see. We gotta. We we really gotta see what happened in there. But I have a, a, a couple really quick other questions for you. So, number one, of course, Uber or Lyft? Do you have a preference? Uh, I just started. I I uninstalled Uber when everyone uninstalled oh, Uber. Oh, Ken! In the liberal bubble of Cambridge, um, Damn. so I use Lyft. because it doesn't matter. Why were people drivers in Cambridge drivers deleting it? Was it because of underpaid workers and lack of health benefits? No, it was when the CEO joined oh, Trump's cabinet or something. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. And so I just installed Lyft because all of the drivers have all, whatever the, even, there's a third app too. I don't remember what it is. Do you remember it? Um, do you remember it, uh, Juno? No, I don't. No, I was in New York and Juno started to come around. It was like, it, they were like, it's like Uber and Lyft, but it's, it's, it's nicer. And it, but it was like a little bit more expensive. They just clearly like couldn't figure it out. I was like, yeah, fuck this shit out. It's like, you gotta get fucking Uber. Um, you uninstalled it. You switched to Lyft. Mm-hmm. And all the drivers in Boston, they had both. I mean, every car I ever saw had both stickers in their window. hundred percent. So, I just use Lyft because I got used to it. It's the app I have on my phone. I mean, I deleted it because I haven't used it. I haven't used Lyft in I, a year, a year and a half. Um, Damn. But I'm a Lyft guy. What about you? Are you... Uh, you're, you're actively saying... <sighs> I don't want to I'm say. Lyft be- no, go go ahead, please. I mean, yeah, I'm just saying I'm Lyft because of that reason. So I'm I'm Team Lyft. I am too. The thing but is, for, is I like yeah. I, I agree, and, and, and just Uber's had so many political fucking stunts where I'm just like, you guys, ugh, this sucks. But the the idea of calling myself a Lyft person too, I'm like, but I kind of hate this app too. They're never. They're always in cold water. You know what I mean? Like they're never. I feel like they're never in. Ho- Why does Lyft get such a bad rap? Like they've never had any political issues. They're the number two, so they're not as like corporate. Um, but for some reason, it just leaves a nasty taste in my mouth. You know what <laughs> I, I mean? I'm just like they just like they're just like you're always. Someone explained it at least in L.A. Someone was like, Lyft is what? What did they say? It's like. Lyft is cheaper, but they lie about how close their driver is. Like, if you pay for Uber, it's going to be a dollar more expensive, but it's going to get there faster. And I, I think that's, I found that to be true. If I was like, Lyft is always like $2 cheaper and 10 minutes more. But nowadays, and at least in Los Angeles, dude, you can't get a fucking Uber to save your life. Like they're all That's what gone. I've been hearing. Because I think In Boston too. I'm sure it's, I think it's because- of the Uber Eats and the DoorDash and shit like that with the pandemic, people were like, I don't want to be in cars I, with people. Oh. I w- I'll deliver someone's food, but like, fuck this shit. And apparently the pay is better on some of the, the food delivery apps. But like, dude, I like you take an Uber. It's like 70 bucks in 20 minutes. It's a fucking nightmare. Wow. I didn't even that the pricing that's nuts. Cause they're, cause they're pricing. I've totally fucking forgot that Uber's whole thing is at the pricing scales. What do you I mean? I forgot about that. Like surge pricing? That when there's, yeah, yeah, that they're like, that their prices go up when there's more demand. I've totally, oh, yeah. like, that's what, that's what was giving my economics professor a bonus. <laughs> and there's a uh, surge. There was a, there was a, but there was a so... surge in that guy's fucking boner in his pants for Uber. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get this but guy in the so pod. Right. Yeah, we got to get him on old, old <laughs> stiff, stiff wood Johnson. I need to, I need to just go through your business school yearbook and just point at the professors and be like, I want him on for episode thirty. I want him on for episode one hundred. <laughs> Guys, Patreon subscribers, listeners, please start emailing us in and and start rallying and create a campaign that we can show to Kenny's investing one hundred and one professor to get him on the fucking pod. 
We need it. Oh, wasn't that teacher? It was a different no, teacher. No, no, no. This is your economics oh, professor. But, oh, you yeah, want yeah. to get the invest? Yeah, yeah. That's episode 100. Um, this guy can come in at any fucking time. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, he got a uh, surge in his pants for for <laughs> surge pricing. Exactly, yeah. Supply and demand. Speaking of demand, you're totally, you're totally fucking right. I had thought that the reason Ubers and stuff were like not around was because no one just wanted to drive, but you're totally right that it's, it's because everyone's fucking delivering food. Yeah. That's where the money is. I didn't think about that. Oh man. And, and then what they should do is to corner the food market. Corner the food and market. the prices. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm getting hard. I your economic <laughs> professor's jerking off in front of you guys. Within the food, and then they're cornering the market, and I'm cornering around in third. Uh, speaking of where the money goes, let's find out where our money went when we invested in Uber. We'll be right back. Boy. Oh my God. And we're back. Ken, that was a great little break. I'm excited to get in there. So, again, Tipping my hat to the the Hall of Famer himself, the golden boy of the pod, Ken Gray. Uh, what's your winning streak now? Three in a row? I believe so. Three. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I know that dominance is mine. Dominance is yours. I hate my life. I hate my wife. I'm, <laughs> I am a shell. I am a gull. I'm a gas. But this is my big chance. Can you sing Ken. that song? Can we, can we take a break? Can you please sing that song? I've never had sex with oh, my wife. Oh. <laughs> yeah, a friend of the pod, Caleb Wells, and I had a bit where, and maybe you were there too, Ken, but it was this guy. I wasn't. You and, you, you came in giddy to tell me about oh, it. Just like this guy, the idea of like a Broadway musical or something of this guy, it's all autobiographical and he comes out and he goes, I've never had sex with my wife. I've never had sex in my life. Oh, when will a 40-year-old man like me? Just the idea of... <laughs> Of some guy going, I've never had sex with my wife. And the audience goes, oof. And it's like, I've never had sex in my life. And it's like, oh. And then it turns out you're 40 years old. You're married. Why are you never having sex? Find someone with whom the he back can truly be. <laughs> yeah. A man who's not scared of the dark. Doesn't have to masturbate <laughs> in the closet. Never. <laughs> and just like continuously listing more and more embarrassing things about himself. I'm being disgusting on this podcast today. <laughs> no, Let's get it. an explicit. Let's get an explicit on this thing. Um, yeah, this one I, ain't for mom and dad. <laughs> this one ain't for mom and dad. Um, I just love that guy. I've never had sex with my wife. I've never had sex I've in my life. I've never had sex in my life. Uh, but I do love that guy, and I love the idea of that show. And just the whole Broadway audience just, uh, just like feeling progressively worse for him as time goes on. And that's, <laughs> I relate to that character today um, because I we invested... Um, what what was the last? I lost the last thing, didn't I? Or no, did I win it? Uh, the last the last episode we did was oh Johnson you? and Johnson, but yeah, and then before Johnson and Johnson was Snapchat. The, pull up the let link, me get the numbers up. Pull up the thing which is which you have access to, I believe, on our website. Also, Ken, we got a couple five star ratings today and a couple of comments. I'm not going to read them right now, but I I checked it out last night and we got some nice we got some very nice comments on. Our, on our Apple podcast thing and we got uh, a couple five stars if you guys like the show be a pal and give us a comment and maybe I'll even start reading some out on the show but we got a couple five stars and comments and got to admit Ken it felt great so but anyway w you made a you made a doc that you can see where our money goes every week did we publish that anywhere we have not published it I can make it a public Google doc cool. um, I'll do that um, and make sure to give editing uh, rights uh, to uh, all of our uh, listeners uh, uh, right no, no, no. Uh, you, uh, on Snapchat, you made us $293. Oh, oh I did, didn't I? You well, did, bud. I'm very nervous, and I want to see, because that was, uh, and do you still have it up? I'm on a one streak, I do. right? Did I, what was the week before, what was my week before that? Snapchat? Uh, you lost $108 on Coca-Cola. Oh, yeah. And then that before was... that, you gained $72 on Walmart, and before that, you made $379 on American Airlines, and before that, we both made $584. Um, so, Damn. yeah. So my winning streak was two. So I'm really excited to see what happens here, because now if I get, if I make money today, I'm back on, I'm back on, on track, but I still would need to beat three 
and running. You're still running everything. So let's pull it up. Um, so yeah, we invested all of our money from Snapchat into Uber this week. So drum roll, please. Last week, we bought 217 shares of Uber. Lost sixty-five dollars and ninety-four fucking cents, putting us down to ten thousand seven hundred and sixty-three dollars and ninety cents. Ken, I'm fucking pissed. This week, so this is just sad. This, this isn't fun. This isn't sixty-four. Fun to watch. Sixty-five dollars is not a fun amount to lose, especially when we, oh. we, we, the other day. Broke eleven thousand and stayed plus eleven thousand. And I have been like, I was like, yes, this is it. Like we're breaking the fucking glass ceiling. This is it. I can't believe it. And then this morning, it just one of those things. That's the fucking trouble of the start of the market. At the end of the market, you have the choice to be like, hey, it's the after hours. Sell my stock first thing in the morning and. First thing in the morning, it just like, and like shot down. We lost apparently $65. I'm miserable of sorts. I hate my life, actually. It sucks, Ken. Um, I, I, I don't even know what to tell you. It's just like this. Tell, me, not- it's, tell me it's a fluke, Ken. Tell me we, we, no. we could go back. We could go back, Ken. Oh. We, we could edit this out. We could go back to when it was 11,000. I mean, I don't know what to say in the sense that, like, this is just, this is just what happens. This is not your fault. I mean, it is your fault, but it's so small, and it's not a fun. It's Mike. It would have been more fun if you lost us a thousand dollars. You know, to lose sixty-five, boy, oh boy, that's just, that's just like you were winning the whole game, and then just like you pooped the bed. I, I'm not the guy who shitted. I'm not the guy who shit the bed, but I farted the bed. I am down. $65, and I, this is just going to stick with me for the rest of my day. For the rest of my life, actually. Um, uh, it's just, it's just, uh, it's just stinky. Miserable. It's, it's just a little stinky. <laughs> well, miserable, miserable thing, but I, I did do some research. With the thing that fucking sucks is I was like, this week I want to do a little more research to see like what happened. And some of the stuff was I was talking, I was preparing the research to talk about why it was my fault that I did so well. And that's not- Because you were about to touch the face of God, I, surpass 11,000. Our biggest goal yet. Like we were, we were at, we were 10,829. We were less than 200. We were like $170 away from greatness. Something we've always wanted was to break 11,000 and I broke it. So- some things that happened where Uber was up this week was, uh, you know, 44, 40 plus states have reopened. Um, but, you know, uh, op- and like while volume of drivers is still very low, optimism is really high. I actually saw there was an, uh, there was an interesting guy talking about with Uber and Lyft stock, um, <clears throat> one indicator can be. Apparently TSA publishes daily American numbers. Did you know that? No. They publish daily American numbers of people flying nationally, like within America. Um, And oftentimes, Uber and Lyft's uh, ride volume um, coincides with the people fly, the daily number of people flying. So that makes sense. It's like if you're looking at stock and you like, he's like, you know, with states opening back up and uh, restrictions uh, lifting up and things like that, more people are flying and more people are getting optimistic about like Uber coming back. And that's what I thought was going to be really big. The big thing that I saw, Ken, and which now fucking explains why we shit the bed, farted the bed. Um, have you ever um, heard of Didi Cushing? No. Didi Cushing, I just learned, is a competitor ride-sharing platform which just this week purchased all of Uber China's assets. Whoa. Which is raising a shitload of questions. Didi Cushing is 
is uh, a I, I believe it's a Chinese rideshare company, and they just bought all of Uber. So it's there's lots of fucking questions here, Ken. And this is what, I, what does that mean? They bought they they bought like the division of Uber's they, Uber's Chinese division. Exactly. Like, yeah. They they bought okay. like their they bought like the the tech and the rights to that area, I believe. Um, which is just huge. Why is Uber Uber China? I'm assuming is very big. Uh, I, again, you can listen to a, a, a real finance podcast and maybe they have more research for you, but, but I was very fucking interested about this. So this is raising, this is what caused the, at least from my understanding, this is what caused our stock to drop so urgently of people are wondering why is Uber selling off their China sector? Why are they selling off business? Uh, and this Didi Chuxing thing is like very, very interesting. I started to, this is, this is, um, you know, on, on this show, we're fucking, we're right at the line of, of this kind of stuff happening. And this is all, uh, not super new, but like, uh, you know, I think this thing has been in the works for a while. Uh, maybe this happened a, a while ago, but in the, in the news I saw, this is like more relevant of like Didi Chuxing is like playing a playing a big role in like in Uber recently of like of them coming up of why Uber is selling these certain things. I'm now looking more into it. I'm seeing some stuff about 2016, lots of talks about it. I'm seeing something about 2018. But anyway, yeah, I don't know. This is this is like interesting stuff. This is kind of stuff that can make a stock go up or down of just like people buying out assets, people buying out uh you know, parts of a company and just like, is this, is Didi Shushin going to be like a, a new big thing? I don't know. That's great. That's, I know that in general, so I heard someone say something about like all of these companies in general are waiting for when they can get into China. Yeah. That this is this huge. And so it's probably not a good sign if Uber is selling out their stake in that country. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. Yeah. No, cause a competitor to Uber is massive. Um, yeah, because I, I think for better or worse, they're top dog. Yeah. Um, they're Coca-Cola, they're McDonald's, they're, they're the, they're, they're king shit. Yeah. Um, I had a lot of shit talk today, huh? Shit, uh, shit, poopy, all that stuff. All, all the, all the horrific things I said about what your economics professor was doing in that class and the guy in the closet. It was, it was a lot of that, but, but what were you, what were you going to say? Boners, poopies, five stars. Yes. Oh, um, surge in your economics professor's pants. That's it. Keep going. <laughs> I don't know. That's 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 just fascinating business news. Like it is. I don't, I don't really have a response to it besides like let's see what happens. It, like uh, this race to see what the fuck happens in China is fascinating. Yeah. In general, with all of business. Um. So yeah, I don't know. It's weird of, for lack of a better phrase, of like companies you have stock in, not real stock, but just like, like we talk, that's what this, so much of this show is about is the weird ownership and, um, and not personality and what's the word I'm looking for? I, I don't know, but just like these, these companies that like you talk about like McDonald's or Coca-Cola, it's like, if you found out it's like Coca-Cola was just bought out by Nabisco or something, you would be like, what? I hope they don't change it. Like I love Coca-Cola, even Uber, this company that we all kind of hate because they're fucking horrible and they do a lot of crazy things. It's like, well, this Didi Chuxing, like buying out parts of Uber, like is something going to happen to Uber? Is something going to happen to to me and my life, it's very weird the kind of stock that we put into these kind of things. Um, but that being said, I feel completely bent over. I feel I was screwed out of uh, out you of were, out, I was, of glory. out of glory. I, I I touched the sky. Ken, have you ever touched the sky before? I wish. Oh I, I I I wish I, I wish I could touch the sky. I mean I did touch the sky, actually. Yes, I have touched the sky. You you're touching the sky. You're you're sitting on a fucking cloud in the goddamn Hall of Fame. It's pissing I'm me off. Playing, I'm playing with the clouds. No, Michael, no, no, no. it's nice. Well I was gonna say, Papa, when when we get ten eleven thousand? <laughs> when well, will we reach eleven thousand? Well, son, I just don't know. I'm kind of wondering if this is we're so close. And yet so We're fucking so close, far. Papa. We're, this, We're so far. <laughs> I want to keep doing this bit, but I kind of hate it. <laughs> All right, let's keep moving. But, I'm sorry again. Um, but I, I just am. 
to be at 11,000 and I was like, you know, I, I might have my streak going. I might be back in the Hall of Fame. Now down $65. I, I'm well, we're so close and now I just feel like shit. But um, well, I have a quick thing to maybe raise my spirits. Any last kind of closing thoughts on Uber? No, not really. I'm just interested to see what happens as the world opens up. And now that this company's buying it, well, let's see what maybe, who knows, maybe a hundred episodes from now, we'll start reinvesting in companies and we'll get to reinvest in Uber again maybe. and see what the hell happened. Or maybe we'll invest in Didi Chuchi. I don't know. Oh, well, so Ken, <laughs> I, I need to lift, I need to lift my spirits a bit. So, um, I actually have a little, yeah, shake it out, shake it out, shake I, it out. I, I have a little improv game that we could play if you're cool with that. I love improv games. So, we, I've been getting a lot of fan mail about a game we played called uh, the BBM Challenge. Um, no, so you I have thought not. that we could play the BBM <laughs> Challenge again. So the thing that I think about the BBM Challenge, so what is going to happen is I'm going to text you. Uh, whoa, oh, oh, what whoa. the hell is this? Ken, oh, that's right. You're in the cash cab, Ken. <laughs> Did I... <laughs> I changed my background. Did Folks, I take you by surprise? Folks, if you could see it, all of a sudden, Mike's background changed to be the cash cab. Ken, Whoa! you are in the cash cab, my friend. And as they ask on the cash cab, do you want to play? No, I'll get out. Okay, yep, of course. No, uh, of course I want to play. Yeah, baby. Let me in. Welcome to the cash cab. Now, Ken, as you might know, the rules of the cash cab are you get into the cash cab, um, you're going someplace, and the rules of the real game are what's going to happen is I'm going to ask you an assortment of questions. If you get a question right, you make some cash on the show, not on this show. Um, and if you get the question wrong, you got to get out of the cab. So are, uh. you, are you ready to hear how my cash cab on the Paper Jam Pod is going to work? I would love to hear it, Michael. Well, if you guys are some of those listeners who actually give enough of a fuck about this show to listen to this full hour in, you're getting a little sneak peek that next week when we record, it will be our first ever in person, me and Kenny together in the studio recording uh, at the same time. Huge. I'm really excited. Uh, and because of that, Ken, uh, I wanted, I'm going to want to, I wanted to take you out and celebrate. So actually I've been thinking all week about how I can't wait to see you when we record and take you out to breakfast. So I've been thinking a lot about that. And then I was thinking about this cash cab idea and how it's going to work is I'm going to ask you an assortment of questions, 10 questions. If you get, okay. If you get the, once you get a question wrong, the game is over. Um, but Ooh. If you get the first one, one or two questions wrong, I'm going to punish you and I'm going to make you make me and Mo uh, and Mora, your girlfriend, breakfast at your house. Um, you got it. If you get a couple more questions right, I will take you to a Yelp $1 sign restaurant. A couple more $2 <laughs> signs, a couple more $3 signs. And if you get them all right, I'm going to take you to a $4 sign restaurant. Wow. So I, I'm excited. So Ken, do you want to play Cash Cab? I would love to play cash cab. All right, Ken. So I'm going to ask you a couple questions. So number one, don't forget, if you get it wrong, you're getting out of the cab. Okay. All right, Ken. Question number one. What famous tech city was Uber founded in? San Francisco. Bam. You got it, baby. All right. So that's the first question done. Second question. We all love the two celebrity superstars who were two... Uh, mechanic kind of people in Ford versus Ferrari. Who are these superstars playing the characters in that movie? Matt Damon and Christian Bale. Bing! Ken, you got it, and you have just officially made it to the next round. This is, you will not have to make me breakfast. This is a $1 sign restaurant. Kenny, oh, yeah. name five stops on the green line in Boston. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, five stops on the green, just any line? On the green line. Yeah, any line. Oh, yeah, that's the one that splits off. Yeah, anyone. Northeastern University, Heinz Convention Center, Leachmere, um, uh, Park Street, um, and uh, Boston University West. Bing! You got it. Awesome. Next question. Uh, Vin Diesel stars in these quick and aggressive movies. What's the name of the movies that he's in? Quick and aggressive, fast and furious. Yes, there you go. Oh, okay. I didn't know if that was describing the film. I was like, is he in like these weird Instagram movies? Yeah, no, 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 no. Um, 
Bing, bing. Good job, Kenny. Next question. Name a song by the hit rock. Oh, also, these are all uh, transportation themed, in case you haven't noticed. Um, oh, name, I noticed. Name a song by the hit rock and roll band, The Cars. Uh, just what I needed. Bam. That's a good one. That's their most famous song, I believe. Ken, you have made it Movie to the next stereo. round. I am taking you to a, at least a two-star restaurant. So let's see if Woo! let's see if you can keep riding this train or if you're getting the boot, baby. <laughs> On the Ford episode, you invented a game called Ford or Fake. Name Shit. and you named some fake Ford cars to me. Name one of the fake cars that you invented. One of the fake cars? One of the fake cars that you invented. Take your time. I'm trying to remember. Um, there were some Fords. Oh there were some real Fords, and then you made up some fake ones to trick me. But there was a couple also like very ridiculous ones. I think one of the ones that wasn't real it was the Model F. <laughs> um, let, me, let me check. I have the list here. Final answer? Yeah. Kenny, what, the what model, was it real? model F was a Ford car. Oh, I mean, that makes total sense. Ken. I thought it was like, I thought it was so obvious. What was the, what was the letter that wasn't real? Uh, model A, B, C, and F were real. Model D and E were oh, wrong. Shit. I thought you were going to say like the model- guacamole wagon. Or, or I forgot the, about the guacamole. It's hard to remember my insane creations. Or the baby bibby bumpkins. <laughs> Oh, is that one? That is that one. was the one that because because I've put that in every single faker thing. Oh shit! Again, oh, you're getting thrown. I'm sorry. I wish I could keep asking you the questions, but model, you, you gotta I, like, jump that, that on was, out. That's like one of those things where someone's like, "Name a movie that isn't Titanic." And you're like, "All I can think of is Titanic." <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I was shocked you said the model left, and then I looked at it. And I was like, four, and I was like, oh, "Are you sure?" Well, Ken, there was a bunch of other really fun questions, but unfortunately, you got to get your ass Shit. out of the cab. Um, so we, you made it to, I'm a little confused. You made it to the $2 sign club, but you didn't get any of them right. But I think that you surpassed, you surpassed the one. I don't know. I, I think I'm taking you, maybe I'll just take you to, to, to a $2 sign, but you, you, you Let's just go to Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> I mean, that one is probably going to be the $1 one. But, <laughs> but Ken, I hate to say it, get your ass out of the cab, but thanks for playing. Did you have a good time? Yep. Later, Michael. Okay, thank you. Kenny is... Thanks for driving. <laughs> thanks for driving. Yeah, Kenny is pushing himself out. All right. Um, but, ladies and gentlemen, that was Cash Cab. I hope you guys had a really good time. I sure know that I did. And, Ken, that's our show for this week. How, did you have fun? I did. It was a long one, Michael, and I apologize for the length, but I was just having no fun going down memory lane with the Uber. I it's great. Uber, 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 Uber. What a what a what a company. What a memorable. <laughs> you don't want to say anything like too art. positive about it. I don't know. I don't know. It, it was great seeing you. It was great seeing you, Ken. I, I had a really, really great time. Um and guys, thank you so much for being on the show. And make sure you're listening to our Patreon. We're going to get getting, get wacky and wild into that in just a minute. And again, to our friend, maybe next time I'll start reading some comments. But thank you guys to the folks who commented. Thank you guys to the guys who gave us five stars on the iTunes. We really appreciate it. If you haven't given us five stars in a comment yet, smash that button, guys. The more you do this, the more we're going to populate on the iTunes thing and the more, the more that this show can grow. We want to be on a fast train to the fucking top. That was our show. Have a great night, Ken. I love you. And hey, I'll see you on the Patreon After Hours after this. Bye. See you guys. Thank you for listening to the Paper Jam Podcast. New episodes come out every Thursday. Also, make sure to follow us on social media at the Paper Jam Pod or shoot us an email at thepaperjampod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you like what you hear, check out our Patreon where Mike and I post bonus episodes, videos, and other sweet, sweet content for you to enjoy. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Music for Audio.